0: Hello, and welcome to the Coronation Asset Management podcast series, where we discuss everything around wealth and investment management, identifying trends in financial markets, as well as topical themes. I'm Guy Czartoryski, Head of Research at Coronation Asset Management, and I will be your host steering these conversations. Today we are joined by Mr. Akin Adeni, the proprietor of King's Thrones, an SEC registered independent of investment advisory firm. He is renowned for portfolio management strategies and portfolio performance evaluation. He is a holder of the CIPM certificate from the CFA Institute. He is president of the Association of Corporate and Individual Investment Advisors. Mr. Adeni, welcome.
1: Thank you very much, Guy. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, today, we're talking about shifting the appetite of Nigerian investors from bank deposits to mutual funds. That's the title of an article we wrote a couple of years ago in Coronation Research. And what it's about is the fact that individual savers in this country are increasingly choosing mutual funds over bank deposits. And that's the subject of today's talk. How far has it come and how far will it go? So Mr. Adani, what is happening in this market?
1: Right, um, a lot is actually happening. And um, as we can see, between 2012 and 2020, there has been some phenomenal growth. Uh, But it can always still be better and that's what I guess um, uh, we should be looking at and uh, improving upon, you know, uh, our processes, our approaches, the product spread, the variety, uh, operations, uh, regulations as well, uh, so that we can achieve that quantum leap that um, everybody has been, um, you know, um, looking forward to.
0: Yes, I mean, it's an extraordinary thing. Mutual funds have grown by a category of 31% since 2012, um, which is absolutely huge. They've gone from 108 billion Naira to 1.45 trillion in aggregate. It's it's an amazing growth story. Clearly people are using mutual funds much more than they were in the past, and that's superseding uh, the bank deposit account as the chosen method of saving. Would you agree with that?
1: Um, That's that's a great question, and I'd like to quickly um, remind us that um, there are the pension funds there as well uh, that are seeing some, you know, percentage of growth way, way uh, beyond the the, the traditional mutual funds. But then um, we have to be reminded that um, the pension funds are, uh, you know, a, a mandated scheme, okay? their existence is through the force of law so the next most um, relevant question I personally love to ask is supposing that law wasn't in existence okay will Nigerians have chosen um, the mutual funds now guy you have to know that it's been 28 years since we ever got the very first mutual fund in Nigeria and about 18 years of the pension funds who do you think um, should have really done better You know, in this space of um, time? In the global asset management space, which I follow very closely, South Africa has, at the end of um, 2021, a total of um, 196 billion US dollars. And that is after a negative yearly net flow. Nigeria has never featured in that report, but at least we know, as is, about 3.3 billion US dollars. Well, the potential that I see remains in the possible low-hanging fruit of a growth in the mutual funds as an offshoot of the already massive pension funds, and that is only through the creation of more exciting and standardized product for both the pension managers and the retirees. Traditional asset managers need to diversify product suits, especially into the alternative space, okay? And with a lot more commitment to efforts towards the reduction of the current high information asymmetry in the market. So, uh, in significant addition to this, will be the opening up of the market to the professional roles and functions of investment advisors. Now, this current market model uh, that ignores the role and importance of investment advisors is a major, major setback. All right?
0: yeah i would certainly uh agree with that but i find all the information you gave there absolutely fascinating particularly about the growth of uh funds in south africa and it shows you the kind of potential that this market has and of course the growth uh in mutual funds since 2012 confirms that that is actually happening so we're not just talking about potential we're talking about a growth that's actually happening you mentioned something there, and it really sort of uh, struck me, is information asymmetry. And this seems to be you know, something very close to, to, to our hearts. Um, we're talking about, of course, uh, reporting of information by mutual funds, and the way that can be reported on by brokers and investment advisors to end users, to, to, to clients, to make everything clear. What sort of developments are we seeing there, and and what needs to be done?
1: Okay, um, thank you for that. Also, now um, it's, it's 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 a little bit of um, a, a major problem when it comes to information asymmetry, and uh, product vendors, those that's the asset managers, they really need to do a lot more in their reporting. Uh, I always say that investors all over the world are performance chasers, right? Uh, They want to see the track record of um, what the products uh, have over the years. Definitely. But you don't get to see this in Nigeria. Uh, And I I, I will push that responsibility to the regulators. I know um, they have done quite a bit in the past uh, releasing Um, you know, approaches to reporting uh, performance of mutual funds. But we are not there yet. And I expect that um, more focus should be in this um, particular area. But then again, we do not always have to push the product vendors, okay? We don't always have to push them. We expect that they also uh, should be able to do this without uh, being, you know, uh, uh, pushed, you know, for want of a better word. Okay.
0: With bank deposit rates at new highs due to illiquidity in the banking system and revision of savings rates by the CBN to pre-pandemic levels, can mutual funds take advantage of these new rates that we're seeing in the market?
1: All right. That's another interesting one. And um, I'll say that without a doubt, um, that is expected. But then again, you... Should expect a flight to safety, uh, and you have more money flowing into uh, mark, uh, money market products. That's a kind of um, conundrum, uh, don't you agree? Yes, there's I this, would.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's this, you know, uh,
1: preponderance of uh, a rather high time preference for money amongst Nigerian retail investors, and it will be interesting to see where the real factor for this, you know, lies. But while we do know that most institutional investors have their liabilities and other obligations well spaced out across time and thus have low time preference for money designing products with higher liquidity and maturity risk premiums uh, for them could just be the next game changer for, for asset managers all right
0: yeah definitely that seems to be the way that it's going to go and i think we're talking about you know significant growth here the Growth in our Nigerian mutual funds has been mainly driven by the growth in the money market funds and the fixed income and bond funds. In fact, they make up 65% of all regulated funds by net asset value. Why is this the case? Why are other mutual fund classes not so popular? Oh, yes. Um, I would say other mutual fund classes have been
1: unpopular, and that is because they don't have any stories to tell. There's just not enough information, like I said earlier on. The simple narrative of Money Market Mutual Fund is to provide investors risk-free returns, which is predominantly earned in the short end of the market, maybe with the exception of commercial papers. So again, maybe we should ask further. Why do Nigerian retail investors especially have such a high time preference for money? High inflation? Lack of trust? We could go on and on. Again, bond funds are probably popular because most investors also don't understand, you know, um, the valuation dynamics that ought to be told in the general story of mutual funds' performance, which requires full disclosure, all right, of the methodologies. Okay, now, but unfortunately, we are not there yet, and I really think we need to up our games in this direction. I believe investors already have, uh, if investors already have access to. And are familiar with the behavior of investment products outside of the money market. Uh, by now, they they should, you know, have become better decision makers.
0: All right? Yeah, I think that makes uh, that makes perfect sense. Um, what uh, you mentioned there, the um, the point of trust, and I think that's something I'd like to pick up on, if if I may, because, you know. Um, We've discussed um, challenges with reporting standards um, ranging from classification of funds, that's an issue, accounting methods, whether mark-to-market or amortized cost, whether or not a fund pays a dividend or not, and fund fund management style. And fund management style, particularly the use of guarantees, which is always a big word in this uh, financial space, and formal commitments to preserve capital. What are your views and how are these challenges going to be resolved in time?
1: Wow, wow, wow. I think you just touched on the run up there. (laughs) Okay, so uh, this has to be a regulatory issue to my mind. And maybe I should take it from a high point of view. You see, in barely a month from now, November 4th precisely, there's a new marketing rule. that's coming out in the United States. It was sponsored by the SEC. This rule, in its embodiment, is a representation of the GIPS advertising standards. And I'm quite unsure if we're anywhere near that type of milestone here in Nigeria. But we don't even have to start with that very long uh, shot. Some very simple, basic, yet quite important standards can be articulated for the presentation of performance by all our mutual funds here. That really should be a starting point for the cure to issues like unwarranted guarantees, like you have mentioned, okay? You know, from our interactions with our product vendors, the impression I keep taking away is that there are at the masses of investors when it comes to market risks, but you are not as a professional asset manager, okay? We do know the universal truth remains that you are principally and fiduciarily responsible to the client, but not into the realm of market risks. Regardless of anything and everything that axiomatic economic and financial models may teach us, there's yet a reality of what we call radical uncertainties. You know, nobody guarantees that. All right. How about you, Mike?
0: Yeah, completely. And and you certainly, uh, you certainly uh, made some bells ring when you said interaction with, uh, with clients, when our investment advisors go out and describe funds, people always come back with the word guarantee, is it guaranteed? And you've actually defined it very well, you said you have a total fiduciary duty to your client, you will do your best for your client at all times but not with regard to market risk. And that, I think, is a core part of the culture. You mentioned, you know, um, GIPs, and that's very important, global investment performance standards. But to get there, we have to get from where we are to there. And that involves getting into market-to-market, I think, and a faithful representation of the value of the fund. That isn't happening. But, of course, that's championed by... Uh, the SEC, it's one of their rules. Um, and of course, increasingly, we're looking for leadership by, uh, f- and increasingly, we're looking for l- leadership from FMAN, the Fund Managers Association of Nigeria, and people like yourselves and your own body to, to really point this out, that we need mark-to-market in, mark-to-market enforced because we need to tell people exactly what they're investing in and what the risks are and not to have unwarranted guarantees associated with products that cannot bear them.
1: Yeah, um, let let me quickly give a very recent example uh, in our market where the market decided to punish an asset manager that chose to do the right thing. Doing the right thing even by following the SEC um, regulation. On this mark-to-market um, 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 idea that you that you raised in in, in your comment, okay. So um, I wouldn't mention the name of the of the asset management firm, but they decided to mark the bonds to market. When interest rates were rising, there was a fall in value, and um, unit holders in the bond fund um, decided to take a walk, and there was a massive run. On the fund so that's one of the challenges where we don't do the right things uh, but in direct er, no response to your question um um i'll say that it's very long overdue um for such um uh, measures to 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 be i'll use the word enforced by the regulator because i think one of the most significant Um, responsibilities of the regulator is enforcement, enforcement, and then of course for the product vendors now to also embrace the, what I call the FAC principle, Uh, that's FAC, in terms of presentation of um, investment performance, and that stands for fairness, accuracy, and completeness of investment um, information, all right?
0: I would certainly agree that this is very long overdue and in my experience, it's very strange because you can sit down with a professional client, for example, who will say, ah, uh, interest rates moved up, so the value of your fund went down a bit, what are you going to do? Are you going to guarantee us the return? And then you describe to them mark-to-market and you, you discuss how... A bond is priced and guess what they all know it right they all know how a bond is priced and they can tell you why uh the the um the unit price of the fixed income fund went down that day because market interest rates went up they also know very well that that doesn't affect their cash flows the money they're going to earn from the fund hasn't changed so in a sense they're sort of pretending not to know and that really kind of shows you the system needs to be changed absolutely people who really do know how bond markets work who know how fixed income works who knows who know how interest rates affect the uh, prices of bonds in the market they're also the same people saying that they want a guaranteed return and they don't don't expect the value of a fixed income fund or a bond fund to go down and yet they know so i think this is almost like You don't have to educate people because they know already Um, you can go out there and educate more people. That's obviously a very good thing to do. But I agree fundamentally with your point. It's about enforcement of the rule that already exists. And again, I think that's something that uh, I think industry players such as ourselves and the Fund Managers Association of Nigeria are going to take a leading role, making sure that that happens.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're correct. It's a situation where, um, you know, I I, I believe this 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 owes its its existence much more to the fact that we've not been doing the right thing. If we have been publishing um, the true position of things, and the whole market um, uh, has been aware of, uh, then um, investors also begin to appreciate that there are risks involved in, um, whether it's um, uh, long dated instruments or you know, in liquid markets and, and all whatnot. So uh, th- that issue of guarantee returns uh, needs to be addressed. The, 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 the critical challenge for most asset managers now is that uh, I call the problem, the problem of who built the cart, who will be the first you know, to go all the way doing the right thing. Indeed. We've seen just an example that I mentioned where a manager chose to do the right thing and it um, was punished by the market. So everybody else uh, will be scared that if they go the way of this manager, there'll be a run on their funds. And uh, that's why I said the regulator also uh, has a, a big major role to play here.
0: And once we get through that, and once we once it becomes clear that your broker and your investment advisor have a complete duty of fiduciary honesty towards the client, but cannot cancel out market risk then I think we've taken a big step do you agree with that oh yes
1: and that's why um, that quickly brings to my mind um, what I like to you know describe as a a, a defect in the market Mm. Um, what do I mean by this most investors have their dealings through um, stockbrokers okay now I continue to emphasize that stockbrokers are operators on the sell side of the market, whilst investment advisors operate on the buy side of the market. So they they, they, they have all that it takes in explaining, breaking down the nitty gritty of mutual funds to uh, investors. So what we should do uh, to correct this is give a little more importance to the role that advisors play in the market in the Nigerian market today if you if you approach investors that are an investment advisor you are looked at funny you know right like what's your role again what 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 is the role of an advisor i have my broker you understand Mm -hmm. but we should continue to educate investors that brokers operate under a different standard they operate under a standard of what we call suitability, okay? As far as the investment product is suitable, they are good to go. But investment advisors operate under the standard of what? Fiduciary, all right? It's a matter of trust. You don't recommend a product that is not suitable for the client. And if you do and you have found out, you have yourself to blame. So there's accountability, much more accountability on the side of um, uh, the advisors. By the time we get this well, you know, structured, uh, and people begin to learn that there's a whole world of difference between the roles of these two market operators, I think we'll, we will have, um, you know, um, uh, gone a long way in resolving um, um, this particular challenge. Okay.
0: I agree with you about that, and I think there's quite a lot of work to be done. But again, I'm very encouraged by the fact that. People are realizing that their banks are not the default destination of their savings, that mutual funds, particularly money market funds and bond funds, fixed income funds, are offering superior returns to what they're ever going to get with a bank. And I think that's fascinating. As they come into it, they themselves will demand this kind of information. And I'm pretty confident that we're set for a period of radical growth in mutual funds would you agree with that
1: oh yes uh, certainly um, but then we should also encourage the product vendors to to begin to diversify outside of money market now when you look at the composition of the current money market funds you see it's uh, or rather, the entire um, mutual funds, you see, we have about 65%, there about yeah. in money market fund. But when you look at it closely, what constitutes money market fund? Treasury bills, fixed deposit, right? And um, maybe commercial papers, all right? Now, you, you see, it's not so much of um, a departure from the banks. It's, it's still the banks when you drill down. And that's why I said, let's look at other asset classes, um, equity, even towards the alternative asset classes, so that we begin to create, we begin to build um, a larger product suite, so to say. Uh, and then effectively, we we, we, we know that um, we are going towards um, at least the, the South African um, performance, first and foremost, before we start comparing ourselves um, with other um, markets outside of um, Africa. Okay.
0: And the good news is, of course, that legislation is on the way to diversify. Um, and that is in the Securities and Investment Bill uh, currently being processed. And that is due to greatly widen the range of assets that mutual funds uh, can buy. Yeah.
1: And I guess also we should um, be looking in the direction of having um, a platform where you could have a, 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 a tool to compare mutual forms all right? something in the in the in the likeness of Morningstar which are you know and all that
0: I think right. that's very much on the way you yes, know yes, and yes. I think uh, people listening to this uh, podcast might like to go on to the Morningstar site, uh, the last site, yeah. uh, and the Financial Times Funds Comparison Service. Exactly. And go on to those th- three sites. And some part of that access is actually free, thankfully, still. Yeah. And there are thousands of funds that we can compare. Um, absolutely fascinating. Easy to spend an entire afternoon yeah. uh Comparing the information there on funds across the world and how they perform. And I think you perhaps would join me in hoping that Nigeria uh, joins those platforms soon. Yeah. And our information is suitable enough for that to happen.
1: Yes, yes. I'm sure we have one coming up very soon in Nigeria. Uh, we should be hopeful. Uh, you're looking forward to that uh, launching in a big way. All right.
0: Well, we're ending on an optimistic note and I think that's uh, the way it should be since we're both in the, the industry and uh, we're, we're passionate about what we are doing. Mr. Adani, thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. It's always a pleasure, Guy. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. It has been a pleasure having you share this time with us Do well to look out for the next episode and share the Coronation Asset Management podcast across your network. You can also connect with us at coronation.ng for more insights. Until next time.